Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate, and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Well, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for joining the Overflow Podcast. I don't have a guest today. It's just me, a little reflection, and maybe a little inspiration for you in your ear today. I think about how everyone has unique talents and strengths. And when people have unique talents and strengths, they have things that are unique to them that they're really good at. And what happens is we don't really realize that other people don't have those same talents and strengths and, and, and strategies. And so we, we kind of take it for granted that we have these strengths and, and these talents. And I designed this Overflow podcast really with you in mind. I work with leaders. We, we just recently ran the Productivity Tackle Box with a group of leaders and and with the team previously to talk about their 90-day plans, to talk about leadership, um, and emotional intelligence, and our amygdala hijacks when we're triggered and kind of lose our cool, about employee engagement, about employees engaging in their performance, their performance assessments, and their and those conversations. And so the overflow for me is the other side of the balance. So I, I speak to leaders. I talk to teams and encourage them to have those difficult conversations, those performance conversations, to you know, to live and, and act with emotional intelligence. But the overflow is here to talk to you, not your team, not everybody else that you're trying to balance on your shoulder and satisfy. This podcast is really for you. And one of the strengths that I have come to label through the Strengths Finder is that I am an activator. I love starting things and I love activating others. I love working with people about what's on their mind, what do they wish they could do different, what do they wish they had the courage to say or do or try or achieve. And I love activating people and helping them think about how do we make that dream that inkling, that idea, how do we turn that into action? And that is one of my strengths. I do have the ability to kind of see what the overall strategy is, 
what the struggles are, maybe what the patterns and issues, and either work with a team or work with an individual to brainstorm and forge a path ahead. And so today, I really just want this to be a bit of a creative brainstorming podcast and maybe a little bit of optimism, some positivity to inspire you to live in your overflow. Because I know that you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. And in today's world of uncertainty and distractions, there is still time to invest in yourself. I insist, I insist that you insist on taking time to refuel, recharge, and get your mind set from chaos to confidence, guilt-free, unapologetically. And so today I wanted to talk about how you can set a plan in place to take care of yourself, to fire up your soul, to live your best life by thinking about your own personal self-care, your self-motivated or self-inspired, courageous 90-day plan. I want to talk a little bit about the brain as well. And I want to talk about stretch, but achievable goals. Because I know when you find time for yourself, whatever that joy is, whatever that momentum, that achievement is, when you find the joy and live your best life, you are truly overflowing with a supply of energy for everyone around you. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your tea, your water, your beverage of choice, and your favorite pen, and let's carve out some time for yourself. Let's brainstorm so that you can find some peace, some joy, some motivation to live in your overflow. So the first thing I'm going to suggest is that we rate our life. So when we're about to prepare for the 90-day plan for our teams, we ask them to think about six, seven, or eight objectives, wildly important goals that the company has or that are goals in the role that they're currently in. And so brainstorm those six key categories, those big audacious goals, the big rocks of your department or of your team or of your company. And so same, I'm going to recommend the same for us as in our own personal life journey. So I have eight ratings, eight categories of our life. And so I would encourage you to think about how do you rate these categories of your life on a scale of one to 10, one being the lowest, 10 being the strongest, the best, like you're a role model. So the first is health and well-being. The second is fun and mental health. So having fun, being playful, but it also goes to your mental health and mental stability. Love and connection is three. Career and professional growth is four. Finances and money is five. Friends and family. So if you were to rate your category of your connection with friends and family on a scale of one to 10. Seven is your contribution and your personal growth. So personal development, maybe your contribution to your community. And the last one is personal peace and spirituality. So how would you rate each of these on a scale of one to 10? 
And then my encouragement, whether it's with the team or with it, whether it's with your own personal rating, take a look at the bottom three scores. So when you review health and well-being, your fun and mental health, love and connection, career and personal growth, finances and money, friends and family, contribution and personal growth, as well as personal peace and spirituality, which one of those three, pick three that are your bottom three scores. And then we really want to brainstorm what's going well and what do you need to do to improve those scores. One thing I would say is when I am working with teams, I let the leadership know that Research is showing that it's likely only 15% of the organization actually knows what their company's wildly important goals are for the next 90 days. Or there's so many goals, there's so many goals and objectives that they're not really clear on what are the important ones. So same with you as an individual, as a leader, as an achiever, as a go-getter. What is your key values. And we know that when we link values to our goals, our brain is rewired that it wants to help us achieve those goals. We know that goal setting is scientifically proven to restructure our brain cells. Our brain is motivated to accomplish our goals. And so we know a little bit about the brain that there's the feeling part of the brain and there's the complex part of our brain. So the emotional part of our brain is the amygdala. And often you'll hear the amygdala referred to in conversations around emotional intelligence. So the emotional or the feeling part of the brain is the amygdala. It is the survival center and it's triggered when we're threatened. It usually has a negative bias when you think about fight, flight, or freeze. When we're threatened, and it could be physical, perceived social, or emotional threats. And when we're threatened, our stomach goes into knots, our heart starts pumping, our blood is boiling. It's a hundred times faster than the neocortex part of our brain. So it reacts first. We're triggered. We're hijacked. Our emotions take over. Typically, it's negative. We become fearful. We react quickly. Our adrenaline is pumping and our heart is racing. I'm sure you've had times, especially while family is home, the kids are home, we're all cooped up in these self-quarantine days where something happens. I was preparing for a big presentation, the Productivity Tackle Box on Thursday morning, and orange juice went flying. It seemed to go everywhere. It was making a mess of the counter. It was on the floor. The puppy was getting into it, and I really didn't need orange juice splattered everywhere to start to start my presentation. I needed to be calm, cool, and collected. And so then the decision was, am I triggered? Am I going to emotionally react, um, yell and scream? Or do I, do I have control over my emotions? And managing emotions is the whole conversation around emotional intelligence. That's the grit um, over, uh, uh, you know, cognitive control. So on the other hand of the emotional feeling part of the brain, there's also... The other part of the brain, which is the complex thinking brain, which is our neocortex. The neocortex is where we, where we have our IQ, our memory. 
It reflects, it considers our options, it strategizes and prioritizes. It thinks about the big picture. It thinks about our impact on the future. It's consciously controlled by you. Therefore, it's usually more rational. We know, all to say, when we're, when we're thinking about emotional intelligence, we know that when we are setting goals, when we start with value, when we start with the emotional connection to these goals, we can then review our goals, evaluate them through the amygdala, that emotional part of our brain, and then we can understand the degree at which, if we're working with people, the goal is important to each person, or how much the goal is really important to you. And that, that frontal lobe will help define the specifics. They'll help get the goal rolling. They'll help uh, the brain stay focused, progress forward, and avoid and ignore situations that distract from moving towards the goal. The brain is so interesting. So when you look at your bottom three, also think about why. Why are those important to you? Why are they important to your life? your work, your company? Why, why does it really matter? And also, what strengths do you have that you can use when you're brainstorming setting goals towards those? And also, how do you want to feel when you accomplish those goals or when you improve the low scores on those categories of your life? How do you want to feel ultimately? Successful, proud, empowered, respected, inspired, innovative? What are some things that you want to feel so you're really connecting the value of those categories and why it's truly important to you and how you want to feel? And I would just add, I always remind teams, keep it positive. Often, if you think about a goal like, I want to lose weight, I would suggest that you change the goal wording around, I want to be fit and healthy. I want to drink more water. I want to have more strength. So it's more on the positive rather than wanting to lose something. Okay, so the last thing I would add is setting stretch but achievable goals. You want to set your objectives for each of your low-rated categories and make them smart, specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound. This is the golden rule that uh, you know goal setters and, and personal development use, the SMART goal setting. But they're also adding on an ER. One is E-evaluate, because often I think we set goals and then after 30 days or 60 days, we need to recalibrate. We need an intervention. Um, and then R is rewarding and really having a sense of accomplishment. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical reward or a monetary reward. It could also be just the reward of building your skills or learning something new. When you set a stretch but achievable goal, it's optimistic. It's attainable. But if there's no complexity or no difficulty in achieving the goal, there's a lack of motivation. So one of the secrets to goal setting is that it's a little bit challenging as well as There's a strong emotional tie and that will help your brain structure to help it work towards achieving that goal. The last thing I would add is you often hear about dopamine and dopamine is the chemical in our brain that's being released 
when there's something positive happening. Um, and often people think about it's the, it's the reward chemical in our brain. And this chemical is in our brain. It's released anytime we experience something we really enjoy. But to be clear, dopamine is released as we are achieving, as we're on the right path, as we're accomplishing things. Often people think dopamine is released when we get the reward, but it's actually released as we are on the path to accomplishing our goals. If you've listened to our past podcast and our joy coach, Ellen, she would say, the joy is in the journey. And it's true. Dopamine is showing us that it's being released across the journey, not at the destination. So the only caution I'll offer is that you want to be careful that you're not generating dopamine through actions that don't serve you, that don't really take good care of yourself. So that's the only thing you need to remember is that you will be getting bursts of dopamine, whether they are positive actions or negative actions. So you need to think about what are actions, objectives that are serving me, all the different categories of my life. I was listening to Dr. Andrew Huberman, who is a neuroscientist. He was talking about the growth mindset and the act of growing and not necessarily getting the external reward, but the act of the act of actually growing towards your goal. And he talked about reward as a verb. He would say that it's not just you're going to pat yourself on the back. It's actually internalizing the process. That's how the neural circuits that underlie reward get stronger. So I would say take some time this week to think about the different categories, the different areas of your life, what you score high and what you score low and set some smart, some stretch achievable goals and think about how this will impact your life positively. What dream are you chasing? Really brainstorm everything that comes to mind. List all your dreams. List the dreams big and small and connect them to the different categories in your life and how you can improve those. Really think about what you can do specifically. Stretch, but achievable goals. And if you need an accountability partner, I'm here for you. I think everybody needs an accountability partner to help them be the partner in shine. The accountability partner is more than just a friend. She supports you to be successful. She meets with you to follow up. She asks you why and why not, and she celebrates your success across the journey. It holds you accountable to take ownership, to show up, to rise up, to do the work, remove those obstacles and distractions, and really follow your heart's dream so that you can live an amazing, awesome life because you're not here to be average. I truly believe that. I'm your biggest fan. I really wanted today to just be an inspiring voice in your ear. I hope that's come to you. I want you to find three things over the next 90 days that'll bring us to the close of 2020. Set those three goals. Set them smart. Set them stretch. 
find an accountability partner to hold you accountable and celebrate your stride. I'm really grateful to have this podcast and to have a microphone to speak to you and give you a little bit of inspiration this week. I believe in you. I believe in your strengths and your talents. And I think you have strengths and talents that you don't realize are unique to you. I see them. Look inside and see your strengths and use those talents to live in overflow. I hope this podcast feels like a guide in your ear, encouraging a shift in your mindset, boldly challenging you to stretch self-care goals and continue to strive and achieve big accomplishments in life because you're not here to be average. You're here to be awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Overflow. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any comments, ideas, or feedback, you can find me on my website, peoplebrain.ca. Thanks so much for listening.